Hell yeah. A real nice pickup on that clap. A real oh. nice pickup, just like our pickup in Afghanistan. Yep, just like how we nicely picked up all those people and didn't leave anyone behind. It was clean and effective and nobody died. It's uh, it's perfect. There's no way to not do it. I mean, honestly, it, it was, it, it was low-key PogChamp. Yeah, I guess you could say that I guess for President say, Joe. I mean, I guess come you could on, say that like, the evacuation of Afghanistan is low key pog champ. I think that's I, I a mean, fair thing to say. I mean, think about it. You've had you've had so many so many past presidents. You know, talk talk a big game, but you know, it it, it was up to it was up to you know to Joe Biden to sort of you know take one for the team, drop his KD ratio, and uh, you know he's getting ranked down from diamond to gold, but he's okay with it. He doesn't even care. Yeah, it's going to be really great when his commitment to bipartisanship causes a giant refugee crisis. Yeah, I mean, well, listen, folks, look outside. It's it's ha- there's a refugee crisis no matter what, you know. Yeah, but it's there's going to be more mm-hmm. uh, pretty soon. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Someone was like, "Why would we ever take in the refugees from a country we were at war with?" And it's like, we took in one hundred and fifty-five thousand Vietnamese refugees. What the fuck are you talking about? Get out mm-hmm. of here! Yeah, yeah. Certainly, no, no space in any of these uh, in counties where, like, <laughs> literally, like, if you look at the, <laughs> if you look at like the counties, like we are disappearing as a nation like our, our our population is like dropping in a bad way like we really need people to come here <laughs> yeah um i mean what our economy is deeply flawed one of its many flaws is that it requires constant population growth uh which we're not doing mm-hmm. um and uh yeah it's bad it's a big bad dumb disaster i think but- i think our leaders would absolutely f- can you fail at civilization? Can you lose a game of Civ? Yeah, I don't play those games. You can. You can lose. We feel like, like we, we. I feel like we are losing a very easy game of Civilization. Six. Oh yeah, no. Whoever is like playing America started with every advantage. They were like, oh, there's no powerful nations nearby. You have every resource. It's like um, how I play Risk. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and they were like, hmm, all right, well. And they're like, it would be really easy if you want to just do like a diplomatic techno victory, sort of stay home, build up a perfect country and go around giving gifts to everyone and then easily become like everyone's favorite country and win. They're like, no, no, we'll do military and only military, a strict military military. build. What do we, Um, yeah, what the build is, is so, is so poorly balanced for us. Yeah. Or like our tech and engineering is at like a two. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like when you play Civ, you kind of look at the board and you go, all right, what do I have in front of me? What's the fastest way to like one of the win conditions? And mm-hmm. then you say, oh, all right, it's this one. Then you do it. And sometimes that's military. And sometimes that's religion. And sometimes it's science or whatever. Sometimes it's diplomacy. But, like, whoever looked at the America board was just so wrong. Just, like, mm-hmm. saw all the incorrect shit and made terrible strategic choices. Um, and that's why uh, old people are bad at Civ. Um, speaking of old people, I'm very happy right now, even though I'm mad about Afghanistan. Because Greg Abbott... The governor of Texas mm-hmm. has COVID. <laughs> no, known villain to gamers. Known villain to gamers and non-gamers alike, honestly. But he's vaccinated, so he'll be fine. Maybe, but you know, he, you know, he was paralyzed from the waist down by a tree. So, mm-hmm. you know, how hardy is this guy? After all, that's weird, weird to say. But fuck that guy. 
Um, that's that's true. You know, maybe we could freeze the top half. Yeah, I'm I'm not above freezing the top half of Greg Abbott. Yeah, I'm just like it would be so fucking dope if he died. Yeah, I, I feel like we got all excited. You know, I mean, the big one was Trump. You know, getting COVID. That's probably the best time to be on the internet. Yeah, in years man, and and, and any time in the future. I if he had died, it would have been. Unbe- like it would have been a rager and a half online. It would have been. It would have been. A, a, it would have been. Even, it would have been big in the streets too. I think it would have just signed. But it would have been huge. But anyways, what I'm, my point is is that none of these guys die. You know, well, they could afford the like mega expensive cure stuff, like the treatments tr- and shit. True. It's but it's more than that. It's that they have been picked by this evil god to to you know to corrupt this earth, and it, it takes a lot more. Than like a single COVID debuff to down any of these people. Like you have to like sever all the limbs and you have to like burn them in a pit. Right. Yeah. Like they they just regenerate. They're like an anime villain where it's like a yeah. It's like in a in Black Clover when they cut off Veto the Despair's arm and they're all like spoiler alert. Sorry. And they're like finally we got him and then he's like uh and then his arm grows back and they're like Ugh! um they come yeah. they. They they all the black bulls fucking <laughs> nut in their jeans, and while their defenses are down, he destroys them all with his uh, spirit beast magic. Um, but yeah, I know he's probably gonna live, but like it would be so, like this is like right now, especially in Texas, it's so bleak in so many ways that just like getting to imagine Greg Abbott dying of COVID is just like such a nice break. <laughs> it's like such yeah. a nice thing to like. Normally, if you think about Greg Abbott and you're in Texas, you're like, oh, Greg Abbott, the reason why, like, businesses can't do mask mandates and, like, schools don't have mask mandates. Or, well, some in Austin do, but, like, in general, they don't. Or, like, why we don't have, like, adequate vaccination programs, et cetera. And uh, he uh, he could die. And that would be sweet. And so, for once, thinking about Greg Abbott and, and brings up a happy feeling mm-hmm. instead of a bad feeling. And so, that's good. Yeah. I mean, listen, any kind of... Any kind of damage is damage, I guess. Yeah, and I want to see him be damaged in the way of the Joker. Uh-oh, Lux froze. No, wait, you froze. Uh-oh, Abbott took him out. You froze. Well, I guess it's just me. You, you're you the one who froze. Oh, okay, hello. Hello, am I back? I'm back. Okay, cool, you froze. Oh, it might have been my fault this time. Yeah. I thought it was Abbott. It could have been. Maybe he got you. Maybe he got our addresses mixed up. He, t- he, t- he tapped up Newsom and was like, Gav, I need you to bring this man down. Because all the I governors hope, are buds. I hope Abbott spends this time indoors fucking hopping online so I can shred his ass. Yeah, man, I hope so, too. Speaking of which, welcome what's to up, Game guys? <laughs> Speaking of shredding ass, welcome to Game Boys. I'm uh, Griffin. I am Lux, and joining us, as always, is our producer, Haley, on the whoa, 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 ones and twos. And future leader of Afghanistan. Yeah. Well, you know, the Taliban says they're going to uh, be uh, making sure women have rights uh, within the borders of Islam. Mm-hmm. And Haley's going to be the first one to test that out. Yeah, and Haley's <laughs> going to push it to the limit. <laughs> hey, hello, my name is Haley, and I'm running for president. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, in Sex in the City 2, they go to, uh, I think, Abu Dhabi. So maybe Sex in the Th- City 3, they go to Afghanistan. A newly controlled Taliban Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, this is a video game. This podcast is video games, actually, uh, if you're listening. Uh, I know we haven't talked about... Oh, we talked about Civ a little bit, so that's basically video games. But yeah, I, we've I, been playing... I mean, I mean, Afghanistan, to me, is a, is a big part of video games. I mean, if we think about it, it's like... call Like, every Call of Duty game for the longest time has, like, been us playing in the Middle East. So many that's of the true. maps and, icon- and iconography, it's like there there really is no modern warfare you know call of duty modern warfare without afghanistan or stuff like that no absolutely i mean that is weird but true Uh, a lot of our a lot of our video (laughs) games exist because of uh imperialism and sort of the pursuit of oil at the cost of human life yeah but it's like they're really it's not like we played a bunch of games about vietnam maybe like one but right. Well, like, also Nintendo didn't like. There wasn't even a Super Famicom in Vietnam times. Right. Yeah. Was there any Vietnam like board games? I don't know. Crossword I'm, puzzles. I'm sure they got there eventually. Yeah, but I guess I guess this was. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I missed you was, saying crossword puzzles. The Vietnam crossword <laughs> puzzle is so funny. Bridge <laughs> over the river. Four letters starts with K. Oh, yeah. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, just a way for people to get involved lost um, lost embassy city six letters starts with s ends with n um yeah uh i i can't i can't remember any of the war crimes um because they didn't happen <laughs> yep moving on <laughs> I, oh. I worked with a, i worked with a guy who was very like pro like damn like we we almost won vietnam He's like, like, we were so close. We were so fucking close. Yeah, I like, (laughs) it's so funny to me when people talk about shit like that in strictly binary terms. Or like, Mm -hmm. in like, terms like approximation, where it's like, we almost won Vietnam. And it's like, it's not like there was like a, it's not like we were playing to 21, and we Mm -hmm. were at 19, but they hit a three at the end and broke the tie. Like, (laughs) exactly. And it's like, all of that reminds me of, I don't know. And not to dwell much more on this topic, because I know we want to move on, but, like, all of these posts that you and me have been sending each other from all these different weird sore losers feel very much like gamer shit talk. Like, they just, like, are big-ass sore losers, and they lost this thing that's, at the end of the day, just a game to them, when it's, it is people's lives, let's be real, Uh, but to these, you know, elite fucking weird goblins and ghouls in, like, the op-ed sections of all these papers and everyone on fucking CNN, this was just them getting absolutely spanked on the world stage, but, like, in a gamer sense for them, you know, they had no real skin in the game, they're just, they're just malding. Right, I mean, to them, it's like, they need this to matter in a certain way so that they can have not been totally wrong about it when it happened originally. Mm-hmm. Like, they need that so that they don't aren't just like, oh, my worldview is stupid, even though, like, it provably is. Um, and so now they're like, yeah, they're molding. They're going wild. They're going crazy in the chat. Like, we have a real toxic chat League of Legends situation. It is. It is. The chat, the chat is toxic. Um, and, and so, yeah, I just, uh, I'm just... It is. It is such an. It, 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 yeah, it's a real world event. But to me, it is such an end of an era for gaming. Because it's like, what, do you think the next Call of Duty is going to be set in Afghanistan again? No way. You know. Yeah. Where's like, it going to be? Future China. I mean, I I want to scale the Great Wall, <laughs> not Trump's. Xi Jinping's. Yeah, he's the one who made it. <laughs> yeah, it's his wall. <laughs> uh, it's 15 years old. 
Um, yeah, the great incredible. young wall of China. Incred- incredible what they're doing over there. Um, but, uh, yeah, should we talk about games first, Lux? Or, or should we talk about uh, um, Boyfriend Dungeon? Let's do Boyfriend Dungeon last, because that's probably the zeit. That's, like, sort of the, the biggest, like, concept conversation. All right. You so guys got to wait for that. Plan. Let's get through with what we're playing. All right. Um, then, then I'll start with a little Fortnite update. Okay, cool. I was hoping you were going to start with Fortnite, because this is the thing I'm most curious about on our whole rundown. Sort of the the middle schoolers Afghanistan. Um, it is <laughs> it is quite a quite an experience. Um, to like to play Fortnite is to like live in an ad. Um, everything around you is IP. <laughs> so much so <laughs> that it's like it's just dripping in it in like a in like a sort of like a Ready Player One sense. It's like, like a Space Jam Two. It, it feels like Space Jam Two in a lot of ways, but it's not annoying, or at least it's like it's like this is the what it's it's appropriate for like whatever this setting is of this, because like it's like you'll see like Star Lord running by and he's shooting at Superman, who's like you know shooting at um, Gamora. I don't who's know, like, like who's, who's like floss dancing, and it was who's like who's like floss dancing. And then, like, all of a sudden, Jaws, the shark, comes out of the water and, like, is, like, an NPC that you can kill for loot. It's, like, it's like it's just everything at once. Um, and not only is it, like, nostalgia IP, but it's also insanely current ad shit, too. Because I was going up to a fucking, like... ATM deposit box. It's one of these receptacles where you can get items or whatever. And I go up to it and I click it and boom, fucking Ryan Reynolds is there talking to me about free guy. Damn. <laughs> wow. That's pretty impressive. Like that's sort of the thing though, right? Is that like, I think you've hit the nail on the head with why to me, this is like more f- like if you recall the space Jam episode, I wasn't, th- I did not think it was funny. I was very angry about it. Um, this is much more funny to me. And I think the reason why is that like, like you said, Fortnite was never like trying to say something. Fortnite yeah. was always like trying to be a thing people spend money on. To mm-hmm. like that was its whole thing, and its mechanism has changed from like this like Thorstein Veblen like conspicuous consumption model where it's like who can have the coolest rarest skins to just being like uh, expressing culture that you like and paying money for that and like riding the IP train like so many other things are, and like while that. Speaks like, depressingly about our world. The thing itself yeah. is not depressing. And to me, Fortnite is one of those new soda machines that has like 18 buttons and you can click them all to like spray a singular juice of like everything. Uh, you know, that's what it feels like to play the game. And it's like, listen, like it, it knows it's a slop machine, like in that slot, but slop, like feeding slop to yeah, pigs. Yeah, no, it's for pigs. It's a, it's a Coca, it's a Coca-Cola freestyle for little piggies. And it has no allu- illusions about that, and so in a certain way, it's more respectable. Um, but yeah, like the the ad for Free Guy really blew me away because I was like, all of a sudden, I'm doing a mission in the game for Free Guy for their movie advertisement. And I was just like, it felt like all the other games I've been playing were like old people, like in the past, like felt like in the past. And it felt like I just like zoomed to like a future where everything's just like, Hey, you like, why don't you consume this? And it's just like, Oh, now watch out. Here comes Jaws. (laughs) So here's a question. I have two questions. I'll start with the first one. Um, Is the gameplay structure 
like the same like the battle royale closing map stuff is that like the same because like how do you fit a mission into that structure or whatever yeah i mean basically a lot of a lot of these Fortnite games are you running around the map doing random stuff if you want you can try to find people and, and get kills but I, a lot of the time i'm not fighting people to the end because i'm doing a random quest that sends me like somewhere on the map like oh superman needs me to do something and it's like oh i guess the circle will close at some point yeah <laughs> so it's, that's bizarre fucking crazy um yeah it's weird so are you killing a lot of kids because that's something that yeah. you were excited about when you so started I, this i'm pretty much getting second or first every single game right now because i'm just like starting out and so the skill based has me at like zero or whatever which is really fun um but then i i, I took it to like the, another level because i play a little bit with of course Fortnite tonight, Tentric yeah. Pony, who's been on the show multiple times. Our official Fortnite, our Fortnite correspondent. Our official Fortnite correspondent. I play with him, and I play with Sam Brown and a few other people who have been checking it out. Um, but I was like, one day I was playing solos, and I was like, you know what? I want to experience what it's like to play with a stranger in this game. And so I queued in. God. I queued into the fill and got on mic. And the first person to queue in with me was an eight-year-old. Like, Dude, like just yes. straight up an eight-year-old. Let's go! And one of his first questions to me is, are you an adult? <laughs> and I'm just like... Dude, oh, fucking so bodied. creepy. Bodied. Rocked. 360 <laughs> no-scoped by a child with their words. That is so good to me. That's so funny. Also, good on that kid for t- asking a safety question. Yeah, so basically, uh, yeah, because he followed it up with being like, my parents say I can't friend request adults or whatever. It's like what he was saying. Uh, and I was like, yeah, Good. no worries. I'm just like learning the game. And I like asked him some questions, but I was like, this feels like just so weird. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I can't be playing with people who ask me if I'm an adult. Well, I mean, then you can't really be playing Fortnite, my man. Like, there. I mean, no, I can just play with my adult friends. Who that's cool. true. That's true. You could um, play with your cool adult friends and just get yeah, together so I, and kill a bunch of kids. So I, I was playing with this kid, and it was one of those classic things where, like, his brother was in the room screaming. So, like, the mic was really hard to listen to. Um, but, yeah, he was really helpful, and he was telling me all about the game. And I wanted to, like, I was just, I, like, I wasn't really, tr- I, I felt creeped out the whole time. So I just, like, barely talked, and he just wanted to talk a lot and tell me about Fortnite. And he's like, you know what, like, the coolest thing about Fortnite is? And I was like, what? He's like, that Superman's in it. And I was like, you know what? That's it right there. That's it. Yeah. He nailed it on the head. That is the cool thing about Fortnite. Yeah. You get to play with Superman and Jaws and Free Guy. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, listen, it's um, he's not wrong. And uh, so that was that was fun. But I was like, I can't do that anymore um, because I, I'm going to get put on a list so yeah, I'm not I'm not getting on mic if I do squad fills in the future. I'll just assume everyone is eighteen and older when they're probably not. Almost like almost certainly not. But you know, I played World of Warcraft vanilla, you know, when I was probably twelve, you know. Um and I played online with adults or whatever, and uh and it was nice to hear that parents are telling their kids to have some sort of like safety questions. 
in the voice right, chat. Right, because that's like right? one thing we defo didn't have. Like I didn't. For not sure. a not a problem that parents had to deal with. Parents just had to make sure you weren't playing coffee mod on GTA Sands, right? Yeah, I mean there was definitely like, hey. Uh, if you're playing with adults, you might hear some swears or, like, learn about, like, gross sex things. It was violence in video games was the number one thing uh, that I was, like, trying to hide uh, my parents from. And, like, I like the GTA San Andreas game had the longest loading screens. And half the time, the loading screen would be, like, a prostitute, like, showing her ass. It'd be like, come on, like, keep loading. Like, get this <laughs> off the screen. Yeah, as opposed to now where it's, like... An eight-year-old gets on Fortnite, and then like some thirty-nine-year-old with a mohawk like knows their address. Man, I can't wait to have a kid and have so many people to hunt down. Yeah, you're gonna kill a lot of people once you have a kid. You're gonna. My kid, my kid will always be safe, but you know, no one. Else I will, will have to go on. No one else will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The second my child is born, this world becomes safe to no one. Yeah, fucking. You just walk out of the like walk out of the just fucking maternity ward with fucking <laughs> two SMGs, just <laughs> <laughs> doctor blood everywhere. Doctor blood is different than regular blood. Um, yeah, yeah, it's blood that that it doesn't matter as much according to Last of Us fans. Um, Damn, so, got you. Ten people listening who think that way. Uh, so yeah, that was that's my Fortnite experience. Um, I, I, my last thought on Fortnite is that it is fascinating to me that like eight-year-olds can play it and just be like Superman goes boom, but then there's also a whole other population of the game that's playing it at a very complex level, um, and that's like with this building thing. Um, and, and I and I realized that like the map is kind of lackluster in Fortnite because you are making the map. The map actually doesn't matter at all. Like, positioning almost never matters in Fortnite. It's just about you having enough materials to create a fort that's more aggressive and better than someone else's when you're, like, getting into gunfights. Like, it doesn't really matter if someone's a little bit higher up on a hill and I'm at the bottom, because I'll just make a fort up there, like, really quickly. And so it's a way different style of play, where in Call of Duty, I'm constantly aware of my surroundings. But Fortnite, it doesn't really matter. And I'm sure pros might disagree with that, but that's just my initial experience. That is interesting. And, like, I think that's also part of why Fortnite is what it is. Because I don't think... I don't think you can run a game, especially at the scale they're running Fortnite, off of just, like, kids getting money from their parents. Um, Like, you need to have, like, adult big spenders in the mix. Mm -hmm. Um, And to do that, you need a game that's both accessible for kids and also fun for grown-ups. And, like... Yeah. Whether whatever criticisms you might have of Fortnite, and I think there are plenty that you can make, but like it did it, like it's doing the thing. It's like, doing the thing. Yeah, and that's pretty fucking impressive. So good for Epic. And I have three weeks to uh, grind out the battle pass for the rich Rick Sanchez Rick and Morty skin. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty bizarre to see Rick from Rick and Morty just walking around. <laughs> yeah, I mean. That's true. I don't know what it's like. That is very bizarre to me. I just haven't consumed this amount of epic in a long time is all I'll say. Yeah. It sounds like some real epic bacon for sure. Yeah, it is. But um, speaking of uh, epic bacon, Lux, is is this game you've been playing epic bacon at all? So I've been playing two games. And I'll start with the first one, which is probably the more epic bacon of the two. And that is Barrow Trauma. 
Um, it is so I know I don't like playing online MMORPGs, but I do like playing online one-off games with buds. You know, mm-hmm. play some Rocket League. We used to play Fortnite sometimes, stuff like that. Barotrauma sure. is a game where you and some friends get together and operate a submarine. Finally, um, and it is very fiddly and weird. Uh, <laughs> your sub breaks all the time. You constantly be repairing things. You got to be yeah. You got to be, uh, you know, uh, fucking welding, welding holes in the sub shut so it doesn't flood. You got to keep your pressure right. You got to. It's like FTL. Kind of, but it's like real time uh, 2D and it's like multiplayer. Okay, um, cool. And so are you playing online with people? How'd you, how'd you do yeah, this? I'm playing online with uh, a couple of friends from uh, one of my various, like, just hangout discords. Um, friend of the podcast, Forrest, is one of them. Um, I don't think anyone else who's on in that game has been on the show. But okay. a bunch of the, like those kind of guys, PWR guys mostly, um, and yeah, it's really fun. I'm one of the security off. I'm one of two security officers, uh, which means I get all the guns. So uh, what are you? Are you arresting fish? Who? Who? What are you securing? Uh, I shoot sea monsters. Oh, okay, um, cool. And zombies, because sometimes you get zombies underwater. Oh, that's a nightmare. And if someone gets too sassy with me, I hit him with a stun baton, throw him in handcuffs, and stick him in a closet. You can stick other players in a closet? Yeah, you can put them in handcuffs and then drag them into, like, a room that only you can unlock. That's great. Um, and I do do that sometimes. <laughs> um, but I haven't for a while because I haven't had a reason to. It's really fun, though. It's, like, there's a lot of, like, stuff to figure out. And the game doesn't give you a lot to work with. And so people, mm-hmm. like, make assumptions about how things work. And sometimes you're just totally fucking wrong. And that can lead to, like, really funny encounters. Like, uh, our friend Brendan shot me three times uh, and I died. Because he thought I had the zombie disease, even though I did not have the zombie disease. I just been, I'd been bit by a zombie, but it takes a while to gestate. So I was like, oh, I got bit. I'm going to go see our ship doctor. And he was like, Lux is going to be a zombie and just shot me three times and I died. And it was just like, well, all right, that's pretty funny. Um, so it's like you don't have to work together necessarily. Well, you do if you want to not die. Okay. Right. Um, yeah. Because, like, for instance, like, a good example of this, like, last night we, we took down a boss. Like, we went and hunted down a sea monster, like, a big old sea monster. And we needed to have both of me and my friend Jordan on the guns because you had to be fucking unloading on this thing for a long time. And then we also needed everyone else on the ship to be constantly running around fixing shit because every time this thing touched us, like, our electronics would die. We'd start flooding. We'd start sinking. And so you really needed everyone doing shit and, like, communicating and, like, actually acting as a team. And are you covering guys on voice everything. chat or what are you doing? Discord? It has it has a voice chat. Actually, it's a really okay. interesting voice chat function that's a little bit poorly set up. But if you fix the re- if you fix the settings so that it works, it's pretty cool. Love which to is, fix the settings. Which is that you can be on. You have a radio. You have an all channels radio, so that's channel zero, and you have channels one through nine, like a regular walkie talkie. So we had like me and Jordan, who were the gunners, were on like channel two, and so only we could hear each other, um, mm-hmm. and everyone else was coordinating that way. And you do channel zero for check-ins. And then if your headset's not working, people can only hear you if they get close to you. Um, okay, so it has, spatial. Yeah, it's like a spatial voice chat, which is pretty fun and cool. One of the Dude. problems is that it has you on a... it it, def- it The default setting is that you're not using your headset. Yeah. Uh, and that sucks. Because <laughs> then no one can hear you unless you change your settings to be like, actually, I want to use my radio. Whereas hmm. the default should be you're on the radio. But it's really I, fucking fun, and it's really tricky and weird, but I like it a lot. 
I've been fighting for spatial awareness in video games, spatial audio awareness. I've been fighting for this for decades, as, as everyone knows on the show. And it's, it's happy to see it finally come, coming along. Yeah, it's here. If we want to try and get a, get a chim gang together to give the game a shot, I, I would jump in for sure. I'll capture it. Oh, boat. yeah. Totally. That'd be, that'd be fun content, you know? Yeah, I think people would like it. Uh, people would probably get really far. It's, a, it's not that easy to play, and you need a mouse, and it's annoying. But it is fun. Listen, um, as, long as, as long as I can trap someone in a closet... You want to be the security officer. If you want to be the security officer, you can definitely do that. Although, I'll tell you, if you handcuff the captain, the captain's badge does open the security closet. Nice. So you want to make sure to, if you're gonna do arrest someone, try not to arrest the captain, because hmm. um, they can get out. Damn it. <laughs> um, so that's tough. That's a tough being. Um, yeah, Brendan. I, I like that. It's cool to have a game that's like multi multiplayer like that because I feel like I've played games like FTL and I'd be like. Is FTL, is there a multiplayer version of that? I, I feel don't like, think so. Maybe there is. I feel like, because I'm looking at this one, and it looks very similar. I'm also getting, like, it also reminds me a lot of that Fallout Shelter game. It has that look. Um, it looks that way, for sure. Um, yeah. It's a little janky is one of the only problems there, but that kind of makes it fun, because the only, mm-hmm. like, the game, when everything's working, and, like, nothing's going wrong, like, just isn't that fun. Like, you're just, like, checking readings on the radar, and, like, navigating the sonar and like making sure your panels are fine and switching fuel things and it's pretty like okay whatever but then as soon as like one thing goes wrong and starts to cascade then you get this really intense tension of like hey can you patch that well if you're patching that someone's got to watch the reactor well if you're watching the reactor then who is monitoring this thing and then it's like da 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 and it, it cascades nice. that way um and that's really fun but yeah so it's you kind of it's kind of okay that the game only like 90% works controls wise cuz like you kind of want it to fuck up so that like interesting things can happen um, I don't think that's like a Resident Evil style design choice. I think it's just like they didn't do it right, but I think it ended mm-hmm. up being good. No, I mean, listen, I, I, the majority of like co-op multiplayer games is like, give me a fun excuse to yell at my friends. Totally. And I and think this that is this a great one. perfect. This is a great <laughs> one for that. Um, you have to go on away missions sometimes, and sometimes you'll run out of oxygen out there, or get eaten by a shark. Mm-hmm. And that's not great. Uh, but sometimes you'll find an alien artifact, and then you'll bring it back, and then you'll learn that the alien artifact you found turns off every computer it gets close to, and then your ship sinks. Damn. Um, and like that's also fun. So yeah, it, Barrow Trauma is really fun. It's a really good group game, um, and it just has like it's good because you do like you basically the way it's like the gameplay loop basically is like you go on the sub, you do some mission, you get to a port, you spend the money you made on the mission, you talk to people in the port, get new missions select which ones you're going to go do, then go to the next port. And so it has like a sort of, it's chunked out in this way where it's really easy to be like, okay, we're going to play two missions of Barrow Trauma. And that's going to be about oh, two, cool. two and a half, three hours or whatever. And then you're going to stop and, and, and do something else. But it's not like, it doesn't bleed into itself in the same way that a lot of games do. Can you design how your character looks at all? A little bit. And what happens when you die? Uh, so you are a ghost for a little while, which means you can only talk to other dead people. Um, and then if you pick the respawn option which you should unless you're a little baby um you respawn eventually on like a different like shuttle nearby and then you have to fly the shuttle to where the boat is and then you can get back on your boat mm-hmm. um that part's a little bit annoying especially so there was one really annoying version of that a couple nights ago where jordan and i died and we were on the boat to, to leave the shuttle to get to our friends and they were sinking and they were sinking faster than we could descend the shuttle but they weren't dying. They were just, like, sinking and, like, staying alive. And so for, like, ten minutes, we were just on this shuttle being like, when are we going to reach them? What's going on? And we couldn't hear them because we were dead. Um, 
so like some we learned later that it was like oh they were sinking in the middle of a crisis why we couldn't find them for 10 minutes we were like why are they keep why do they keep going away so fast like why submarine has to be like the worst place to be in the world i can't think of a i can't think of a worse place to be no i've been in a submarine in the long beach harbor and i was like get me the fuck out of here i've been in a few in that exact way um at a museum where it's like totally fine but in this game really makes me think that like living in a submarine not good not based. I also learned not. that apparently they don't tell you this in movies. When a submarine springs a, la- a leak, they're like leaks are patchable. Like it's not like instantly going to destroy the submarine, but the water pressure is such that if you like touch the water coming out of a leak, it'll just cut off your like fingers. Whoa! <laughs> they never showed that in Disney's Atlantis. Exactly, and that's what I meant by in the movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, well, that's cool. Um, that's speaking, of, speaking of in the movies, um, I want to talk a little bit about Final Fantasy XIV, the cinematic game. <laughs> the game where I, I play cinematics, okay. um, and, and I love it. So um, you sent me a message recently that the story in that game was popping off, and it was getting really crazy and good. Yeah. Now, I already told you that I was enjoying the, the light RPG-based story of A Realm Reborn, the game that came out in 2013. Right. But I just got to the first expansion, Heaven's Ward, which is like after they've kind of gotten the new base game already established and they have time to think of like what's next. And holy shit, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I told you this in DMs, but like it reminded me a lot of how like there's like a, the kids version of the world in animes, like whether it's like your Naruto to Naruto Shippuden or like your Dragon Ball to Dragon Ball Z. Uh, this like very much had like a similar like shift in tone where like for like the first 60 hours you're playing just kind of like a basic JRPG where like you're the best person and like you're liberating people and like everyone surely must think that you're the best and then like Heavensward starts and it's like no like everyone is resentful of your power and all these different factions have aligned and made grievances against you and all these consequences are happening and it's like oh no I like the idea uh, that a bunch of like e- like a bunch of different factions are all getting together and they're like fucking Griffin dude like, they hate me. we gotta get this man we gotta put yeah. this man in the dirt and then all of a sudden it's like you're way more fascinated in the story because you're like oh this world has real consequences it's not just like person who's the most person like person goes from town to town liberating and fighting the big empire and then everyone's happy it's like oh this world is like way more complicated than that um there's this incredible storyline about like refugees being led into this main city and this group of people called the monetarists you know not letting them in and then, you know, them basically doing a coup in the government. Wow. Um, and it's like, <laughs> hey, all hey. this shit starts going down. Hey, sound familiar? <laughs> hey, kids, don't read books. Play Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> if you want to know how to save American democracy. It's going to be um, sick when, like, Biden barely wins in 2024 and they have another January 6th. And then a bunch of kids with, like, gun blades and bow and arrows show up to fight the fucking protesters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and this time, five security guards will have heart attacks from being too fat. I mean, they'll just see these like fucking three. cosplayers and lose their mind. <laughs> they'll leave. Yeah. Well, by that time, by that time, the Capitol Police will be fully upgraded with VR headsets, so they won't be able to see what's happening, and they'll just kind of be like running into walls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's again. That's enough. <laughs> that's what we call an upgrade. Um. So that sounds fun. Is there like are there gameplay changes that are like meaningful and good? 
I would say that the the, the I, I'm still just like I barely have a lot of time to play it, but uh, I would say that like the it's just the quest lines they're taking you on feel more meaningful, whereas there were still some sidey side stuff happening in the Realm Reborn. Like Heaven's Sword has this kind of like pretty strict and like interesting kind of like ticking talk like timeline and a lot of your friends have been either murked or like taken away and you're kind of like having to do all these things that really feel really focused um and yeah people are making choices and i'm, I'm just like i was just really surprised because i was already i would say satisfied with the story yeah, i was like seem, it's like I was like, it's slightly better than World of Warcraft story, and because they spend time on it, it's not like, oh wow, it's that part from Warcraft Three. It's like, oh no, they're engaging me as an audience member in a story that they're trying to tell to me. It's like not ambient, but now it's like, oh damn, like I cannot wait to see what they do next, and that's exciting. Um, so yeah, I'm getting it now. I, I I'm really I'm really getting what people were saying, yeah. like just j just wait. Um, yeah, I mean that to me seems like it would be like enough of a hook that I might be a little more patient with this game because I've been pl I check it on it every couple of days and like play a little bit, but I just still I like, can't do that thing that I do where I start playing a game and start smoking weed and then it's midnight and I have to go to bed and it's been eight hours or whatever. Like that just yeah. hasn't clicked for me with this game. Um, but if yeah. it had like some of that kind of story hook stuff going on, I think that might be more possible. But the first the first section is very like you said, it's very like. Naruto, like, kids anime, like, mm -hmm. you're just going around getting berries for guys or, like, helping someone with a wagon. Mm-hmm. And then, and, then, and you are doing some big world stuff, and basically the first Realm of Born revolves around you going to each major city and helping them defeat a primal. Yeah. And the primals are, like, the elementals that are being summoned. And then the big bad at the end is the Empire has unearthed a robot that can consume all the primals' energy into one and create, like, the Ultima energy. Um, the it's like, okay. Online. Yeah, the Ultima Online, a competitive MMO. Yeah, which you, uh, have, which you have to kill in the name of Square yeah. Enix. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of younglings. One's called WoW, one's called EverQuest. Uh, yeah. You have to kill them. And it's graphic. Yeah. It's the only time there's blood in the game. <laughs> and there is a lot. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I would say that, yeah, I think that, like, if you were able to just, like, Honestly, just, like, put your head down and, like, just click fast through it. Like, it wouldn't take you more than, I would say, six to eight hours of playing it hardcore to, like, get through A Realm Reborn, I don't think. Hmm. Um, and I think if you really powered through it and were just like, blam, 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 blam. Um, because then, yeah, interesting stuff starts to happen. And uh, I, I'll keep reporting back to tell you how the end of Heaven's Sword goes. But, yeah. like... The, there's just such a tone shift. These like cinematics happen, and then it just like shows the title to Heaven Sword, and it puts in this new guitar music, and you're like, "Oh yeah, baby, the sequel is even better than the original." <laughs> and it's just like it's this feeling of like an artist who like realizes what they've done, and now it's time to go farther, and like <laughs> that's so exciting. Kind of like your uh, end of Evan or your Evangelion rebuild 3.0 plus 1.0. Totally, that 3.0 plus 1.0. Um, have you, did you watch that yet? No, I have so much work to do on that series still. Uh, I've only ever watched the original. It's very good. Um, speaking of very good, and speaking of sad shit about children, to be honest, I've been playing a game called Kuga Melodies of Steel. <laughs> um, and here's I want to talk to these people about the titles. Like what? Here's the what? and Griffin, you're gonna Fuga. you're gonna react to this weird. I think if, as you Google it while I'm telling you about it. 
Mm-hmm. So it is a much loved genre of mine, a tank RPG. You play no. as a, you play as a tank. No. Um in this tank, you have I remember s- these games. This tank s- this tank genre was yeah. huge back in the day. Yeah. It's not it's not it's not like Valkyria Chronicles really at all, but it has a tank and that's similar. And it also is similar in that it's World War II sort of feeling. But here's where it gets very different. Your tank has six p- crew members. Those crew members are cute, adorable animals, and they are children. Hmm. Uh, the oldest is 12, the youngest is 6, and they are all, like, puppies and kitties. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout this game, you have to engage in tank combat with other animals <laughs> and kill them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the game is not, like, pulling punches about this. Like, there's a part where you blow up a tank and the main character goes, oh my god, we killed somebody. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Oh. Great. We need Child Soldier Furry World War II. Why not? Yeah, that's what I am playing. But, oh, you think that's wild. Get a load of this. There is a mechanic in the game where if you get to a boss and the boss is too strong and it looks like you are going to lose, you can use what is called the Soul Cannon. And the Soul (laughs) Cannon will auto-win the fight. Game over, you win. But one of your kids dies. Wow. Just fully sacrificed and and you can um, so do you get new kids or, or does no the game you break? start running out of kids if you aren't if you <laughs> either you get good or you run out of kids man so have you used the soul cannon only the first time where the game like makes you and then it like rewinds time so you don't have to but like jesus i've, I've only done you use it yeah well because they have to like show you how the mechanic works and like and like give you the stakes of everything but like i have yet to have to use it in a fight i got close on the last boss but then I was like, I think I can do pull this off, and I was right. Because um, I really don't want to kill a child to fuel well, my tank. What's the what's the alternative that you just lose and like you you have to start all the way from the beginning or what? You can beat the boss without using it. You just have to like be nice with it. Like you just have no, to, no, like, no. I, and I'm saying like, what? Why would it, what's what? What would happen if the boss kills you? That would be so bad that you'd rather like kill a child. Um, you either you can either just restart the level from the beginning, or you restart to right before the boss fight. Yeah, that sounds like so chill. But it's like, what if, you know, it's like, what if the level, what if the problem is that you go into that boss fight with, like, substantial damage already from the level, and then you have to restart the level, and then, like, maybe you just, like, aren't going to make it to that boss fight without taking a bunch of damage. Like, I don't know yet. That hasn't happened to me yet. But, like, I could imagine a scenario in which it's, like, there's no real way around this. Do they show you, like, shoving a child into, like, an engine hatch? (laughs) That would be too much. It's already pretty devastating. The other thing about it that's pretty, like, it's so funny because the characters are so cute. Like, they're very well-designed, cute little furry teens. Yeah. Um, But, like, the game is fucking brutal. Like, I had my last boss fight, this thing that I was fighting would go into mortar mode and do, like, multiple hit attack where, like, shoots rockets up and they land on your tank. Um, And the thing is that, like, it would it would cause my play, my characters to get scared. Because mm-hmm. they'd be, like, terrified they were going to die in this tank. And when they get scared, all their stats go down. And so it was just sort of like, these children are in a tank trying to fight another tank, and they're terrified of these rockets that are hitting them constantly. And it's like, this feels very, like, it's very intense. And it's very weird how cute it is. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like, the, what do you want me to feel here? <laughs> I mean, they want you to be scared for the characters and like, feel bad. And it works. Like... Yeah. Like, I am like, oh, Malt, you adorable little puppy boy with a hat. Like, I don't want you to deal with this, but, like, you're going to have to, bud. 
So wh where do you think this whole genre of games where it's just you're in a tank the whole time? Because I remember seeing these as like a kid. There would be like these like Game Boy Advance games and stuff. And I was like, why? It seems so boring just being a tank the whole time. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's This one's fun because it's more of like JRPG turn-based stuff where you're like swapping guys around. And it's all about like yeah. switching which weapon stations are firing. Valkyria mm -hmm. Chronicles, obviously, like the tank is a big deal. But you also have other guys who do stuff. So that's a little bit easier. The strict full-on tank ones, I haven't ever gotten that that into, but they're kind of like Mech Warrior e games where it's like, mm -hmm. how good can you get this tank to be, and like how good at piloting can you get? Um, which I get. It's, those are a little bit too like fiddly. I mean, well, that's not true because I like battle. You know, it doesn't matter. Um, I I feel like for the longest time now, tanks have been getting sort of cucked by drones. We don't use tanks anymore, folks. Yeah. Tanks have been We're cucked by drones and cucked by mechs, right? Like. Yeah, like BattleTech used to be a lot tankier, but now it's a lot more like classic mech and whatnot. Did, so, did you see? Did you see the new fucking Boston Dynamics Skynet robot that's like doing parkour? Yeah, I hate out, like, it. Yesterday, do not want. There's no. It's literally like they should just start putting in like human test dummies where it's like running around and like slicing their heads off because it's like what what other function does any of these things you're teaching it serve? There's no, there's no like, oh, great, now he'll be able to, like, deliver mail faster because he can he can do a 360, like, kickflip <laughs> parkour move. He can Assassin's Creed. He's, folks, he's he's an assass Assassin's Creed. He is an Assassin's Creed. And it's like, it drives me so crazy when I see people being like, look at this fun dancing robot. He can do a flip. And it's like, and he can rip your arms off and he's owned by the army. <laughs> Yeah, even worse, he's owned by nerds, and and that that was that's something that's always been unsettling to me. Is you know, if I'm gonna die in a horrible horrible war of some sorts, at least let me die by at the hands of a warrior, not the, at the hands of some fucking Cheeto fingered fucking nerd behind a computer who then makes a TikTok rationalizing it. Yeah. Like like back when I'm sorry, I'll get toxic. Back when men were men. Instead of when men were robots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um that's that's what I prefer. Sorry. Um Yes. Agreed. I also like when humans were human and not robots, and when some wars were fought not by crazy terminators, but instead by living people. Bring back the tanks and I'll put the kids in it. You get the tanks, I'll find the kids. Cool. Yeah, because you go on Fortnite, wrangle up some kids. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go grab a tank, and we'll get to Afghanistan and start liberating. Um, all tank right. Groomer is a very powerful Twitch streamer. That is, uh, <laughs> we've we've invented something very bad just now. Um, but speaking of inventing something, but very good. Let's talk about the controversy surrounding a game that we'll talk about in more depth next week. We'll play the. We're gonna play the game for next week. So we'll talk about the actual game itself next week. But I'll do the. I'll do the lead in here. We're talking about trauma, and we're talking about content warnings, and we're talking about trigger warnings. So if anyone has ever had a bad day, stop listening now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Glad that you took over. Glad that you were there to land that plane. Um. Yeah. We're gonna talk about boyfriend dungeon and the and the sort mm. of the discourse surrounding it. So Griffin, why don't you tell the yeah. people about that? So basically, uh, this um, this tweet sort of came across my desk uh, from Kit Fox Games about their game Boyfriend Dungeon, which uh, has caused a stir online. Um, for a little context, I want to read a little bit from this Kotaku article here explaining it. Um, uh, 
A backlash among some boyfriend dungeon players over its story and content warring has even extended to one of its voice actors. Alexander Gross recently took to Twitter to talk about how some people sent him hate mail over his voice work for the game's main antagonist, despite it being a completely fictional and separate character. Um, to give a little more background here, Gross plays Eric, a weapon nerd who is the villain at the heart of the discussion surrounding Boyfriend Dungeon. While seemingly innocent early on, Eric goes on to be emotionally manipulative and stalks the player repeatedly throughout the game. Damn. Wow. We've all been there, boys, haven't we? These potentially triggering behaviors are referenced in developer Kit Fox's initial content warning for the dating sim, but following complaints that it wasn't explicit enough, the studio is now updating the warning to be more specific. <laughs> um... So yeah, this tweet, I don't know if you saw this tweet, uh, Lux, but uh, this tweet says, the content from, from Kit Fox, the content warning for Boyfriend Dungeon in inadequately, inadequately describes the events of stalking and emotional manipulation that exist in the story. We'll update the game next week with a more accurate CW. We apologize for any hurt inflicted by our mistake. Thank you for playing. So, on one hand, I get it, and I think it's cool of these people to just say, we fucked up, we'll change the content warning to make people feel more comfortable about it. On the other hand, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> like you, the game, the game has a content warning. It says there'll be stalking and stuff just because you decide what a content warning means. And it doesn't, like, it's not the thing you decided that it meant. Doesn't mean it's insufficient. And it's also just like, are like, I don't know. I just there's like this demand for wholesomeness and comfort in every fucking activity that drives yeah. me fucking nuts. And I don't say this as like we shouldn't do content warnings. I think that on things like public messaging and like like Twitter or whatever or syllabuses that you're forced to read or things like that. Absolutely do content warnings. If you're posting in a Facebook group, those shits are important because there are people who are triggered and who deal with like emotional reactions to certain stories and certain narratives whatever. That's fine. But you're buying a video game. You're engaging with a piece of art. You're choosing to do that on its terms. That's what buying a game is. And yeah, and also, how long does the list go? How many topics make you feel unsafe to where a certain point to where I think that maybe just don't consume art then? Because if the list is like, okay, there's the obvious ones, like a sexual assault or like hyper-violence. Like, stuff like that. Or, like, maybe drugs or something. You know, there's some basic ones I think we as a society have agreed are, like, topics that maybe there should be a certain content warning for. Um, but then, like, when people arbitrarily add ones to the list and then are shocked when the rest of the world that isn't following their 2,000 follower Twitter account just continues to exist and have art... <laughs> and stories that have complicated stuff then it's like oh uh this is this is too far well here's the thing like this is i so i i'm not i think it's fine to, to tag whatever the content warning and whatever the specificity of those is fine but like the game did that yeah, they already that's, did it that's yeah. the thing that's the thing that makes yeah. me feel crazy is that like it's good that they did that that's great that's great that they were aware of who their audience is and what they might feel playing this game they mm -hmm. did do it. <laughs> and then people, like, that's the thing, is that, like, even in the tweet you read and all the stuff surrounding it, it's people being like, we all thought that it meant, like, in the background or there'd be references to it. 
And it's like, mm-hmm. well, that's not what it said. It did not say content warning references to stalking. It said content warning. There is stalking emotional manipulation in this game. Like, yeah. So the, the article continues, other players wanted Eric to be an optional part of the game altogether. <laughs> you know you know, what would be sick if Lion King like didn't have uh, Scar? Like if Mufasa just got to chill like the whole time. Yeah. No antelope either, actually. Well, okay, so the game, so just for reference, it does say include references to, so I was wrong about that, but it says play with care. It's very clearly trying to get you on the right point. And you're right, like, it's good that shit can make you feel bad. <laughs> yeah, like, not only, yeah, not only that, but, like, it's just, like, when people add more and more things to a list and then, like, act as if, we collectively as a society have like agreed to that new value. It's like not true. It's like you came up with that. It's like a new rule. Like for you, it's like when someone like we're playing tag and all of a sudden someone says force field. It's like, wait, what? Like no one ever talked about that. Right. Like (laughs) that's not been agreed upon by anyone. It's like a perpetual social negotiation. Right. And like, yeah, these pushbacks are that negotiation happening, but it's very weird to be like, Oh, someone, this game, very clearly has been part of this discourse clearly gave a shit about it made a game knowing that people would play it and the kind of things they care about and went out of their way to put this content warning in this game and to make it clear what you're dealing with and Mm -hmm. for them to be the subject of all this vitriol because they didn't do a good enough job when they've done arguably literally the best job anyone has ever done Mm -hmm. at this shit on this kind of scale is like like, there, it's, it, there's a distinction here, right? Like, there's an important distinction here. It is totally reasonable for someone to go, that content warning was not sufficient for me because of my personal experience and the way that I react to these things. It made me feel bad. I wish I hadn't played it. That sucks. Sure. It is a very different argument to go, this content warning was insufficient across the board. It was a bad job they did. Um, I think that second argument is dog shit. Um... I think the first claim is totally viable, but I think the second argument is nonsense because, like, this is more detailed content warning than you get on most large-release anythings. And, yeah. like, it's clearly intending to the people who are going to play this kind of game. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, was, I guess another thing that, that really, I guess, like, ticks me off about it is that, you know, things like trauma or things like, like you know, being, like, triggered by, like, a past event, like, I do believe those things are real. But it's when these people come along and they make the issue and they represent the issue so amateurly and so so stupid that like it hurts it hurts any discussion about this stuff because it's so easy to write these issues off when half these people are saying this shit. I don't know. It, 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 to me, that's that's what annoys me most about it, actually. Is that it's just like you, you fucking losers. <laughs> what are you doing this? You're making it. You make it so anytime anyone talks about trauma, it's like I roll, shut up. Um, when I think it's like not necessarily a topic that shouldn't be allowed to be talked about. Yeah, I mean, like this is the thing. Is like, like I said, it's good that games, that movies, that books, that comics, that TV shows can make you feel shitty. That's like a good thing. It's important for art that when you engage with it, you are taking a risk. If there is no risk in engaging with art, then, like, who gives a shit about doing it? Like, Mm -hmm. there has to be a risk. There has to be a risk that you will feel bad. There has to be a risk that you will encounter an idea that challenges you. There has to be a risk that, like, that's important. And 
I don't think trauma avoidance is bad as a broad project for certain people. That's fine. But there is a weird undertone to it that is not like, so honestly, the content warning shit is less galling to me than the people who are like, this part of the game should not be in the game or it should be optional. Um, that to me is the part that makes me upset because to me, I mean, not upset, but like that steams my clams that like, cause that to me, that's like, they're trying to say something with this game. They're trying to do something with this game. There's an artistic action here. This game doesn't exist to make you feel good exclusively. That's not its main function. Its main mm-hmm. function is to perform an artistic engagement and like to, to engage with themes and ideas and like to say, Hey, this thematic engagement you're doing, I don't like it. It shouldn't be in your game. Mm-hmm. Is like, no, like that's crazy. Like you should have things that make people feel shitty, and like and and le- and, and I, you know I've, we haven't played the game yet, and we have no idea exactly what this character does. But the way that it's described here in the article, the actor who plays him says, "I read the script and I was like, wow, this guy's a piece of shit. He sucks. So I made him a combination of every fuck boy that I know. He's just awful, and so I tried to play in that way, and that was it. And I'm sorry if like." If, if you experiencing in, in, in a video game a, a character as villainous and as evil as a fuckboy, then I'm sorry. Your trauma to a certain extent is stolen valor. Like, like it's not anywhere near the same as, like, someone who's been, like, actually like, assaulted or been in a violent situation. You having a bad date with a fuckboy is not trauma. We've all been on bad dates with people. And, yeah. and it's like, and I'm sorry, but, like... If like unless there's unless this character is doing like actual like sexual assault, I think it would be mentioned in the game in this article right. if I it mean, was. But it's like I don't know that that seems to me a, a bit like stolen valor. Well, people that do it like to be fair, people who have real experiences with stalking and emotional abuse, and those are very real things that exist in the world, and they suck and they're bad and like they shouldn't happen because they're awful. But, they are bad, but uh, bad enough for you to see it in a game and then get mad at the people who made it? I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. I mean, I think bad enough for... Okay. So that's a complicated question. I think bad enough for you to see them have a sort of triggered reaction and not want to play the game because it makes you feel bad? Sure. Definitely. That's fine. Definitely. That's fine. But to say it shouldn't be in the game or it's bad yeah. that you made it this way or... That, like, it's insufficient, like, I'm insufficiently protected from it by your game. That's where I think it goes across the line into the sort of, like, this sort of self-infantilization kind of thing that is a bit of a problem, right? Like, this the thing is, I, this this happened where I got into a bunch of fights on the internet because I retweeted a an author, uh, Gretchen Falk, Faulkner Malkin, I think is her name, who was talking about how, like, she wasn't going to put a trigger warning on her book because it's her fucking book, and if you want to read the book about trans mutants in the future stealing dudes testicles and like a horror dystopia and then you're upset that it's like triggering and violent like that's your fault buddy like the premise is on the back of the box right like it's right there and like this had a content warning and the whole thing is that like there's such a desire to there's such a desire for art to be purely escapist in this way where it contains nothing of reality and mm-hmm. it just takes you away. And, like, I understand yeah. that impulse. Yeah, there's Fortnite. There's well, Fortnite for Fortnite that. might actually be nothing but reality in a lot of ways, but yes. True, um, true. New reality. Reality 2. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> but right, like, there, like there's this desire for stuff to be so escapist that it has nothing to do with reality. And I think that that's, like, I understand that appeal. Reality is bad right now. Literally, the top of this podcast, I was talking about how the happiest thing in my life right now is that an old man has a disease. Um, so life sucks. But that being said, 
art that is purely escapist has its place, but that does not the only thing that can exist. And it's good that other things exist. You should have a whole range of ways to engage with art and engage with creativity. And it's very, I don't want to say like disheartening or distressing. That's like a little bit much, but like, it's very much a bummer to me that like, there is this growing sort of like dedication to like wholesomeness and, and pure, like pure kindness and like non-confrontational stuff in art because it's like, I like what it's, I, not just me, lots of people and a lot of the value of art comes from its confrontational nature. Like it's, there's, it's like so hard to even and, just and, pick and a let's be real. Example. The majority, and let's be real. The majority of these people aren't arguing for more specific content warnings. They're arguing that the game shouldn't have done it at all. Um, but moving on, you know, like there's one extra to layer of stupid to all this outside of the core issue is that a lot of people think that the voice actor is the guy. This is people classic. Have, this is, I don't get, this keeps happening. How does this keep happening? How does this keep happening? Like, why did this, is, I do, get, do you think, do you think like the guy who does Bowser gets like fucking death mail? Like, oh, you, oh my God, you kidnapped Peter one more time. I'm gonna yeah. come to fuck you up, Bowser. Yeah. It's me, Andrew Cuomo, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's no, it's it, it 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 keeps happening. Like the fact that it's happened once, that it has ever happened, is mind-boggling. The mm -hmm. fact that it happens often is is frankly insane to me. Yeah, and so people are messaging him, uh, and the guy says there was one message that I got, and I actually quoted this one. It was like, "quote It reflects badly on you for portraying a character that does these kinds of things." <laughs> That's so awesome. That's so it's crazy. Like, apply that to anything. <laughs> apply that to anything. And it's like, all of a sudden, there's like no conflict in any story ever. Because every actor's like, yo, Captain Hook, I'm sorry. I'm out. That guy? <laughs> that guy is mean to kids. And no way am I going to do that. Because <laughs> listen, movies are real and everything you do is real. Yeah, it is so... It is so weird that particularly the American left or a certain segment of the American left is so infatuated with this, like, very puritanical approach to stuff like this. Exactly. It's like it used to be the fucking uh, – it used to be, the like, the little love child uh, of the right and, like, the Christian right to, like, censor our and, like, say that, like, what are J.K. Rowling, like, shouldn't – her books shouldn't be, you know – in fucking high schools and stuff and now they're like of course they're very pro jk rowling now and they want their books to be in every bathroom but uh <laughs> I mean, so do I, know, I need all that fucking toilet paper baby there we go bang 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 bam bam blat 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 and that's your, that's your that's your ass do doing yep um so yeah it, it's it's like it, it has shifted over to the left we talk about it a lot on this show as two people that sometimes like to watch stuff that has fucked up stuff in it Right, well, I mean, um, even, like, this sounds so, I'm about to sound so old, which sucks, but, like, when I was, like, in college, like, what, like, eight years ago or whatever, like, the, it was, like, a sort of de facto part of, like, the queer, sort of rebellious, punk, generally community that, like, you'd watch fucked up crazy shit, and, like, you'd play fucked up weird games, and you'd listen to, like, weird fucked up, you'd, like, you know, you'd, like, listen to, like, Kenny Millions play a like a clarinet with his ass while like footage of like a guy getting stabbed plays behind him and everyone would be like wow yeah I mean like what was John Waters whole career right exactly like there was value in transgression because it sort of felt in this way that like 
the we could already tell, and I say this as someone who like hung out with a lot of queer people, although not a queer person myself, but like a lot of us could already tell that like the world was going in such a way that like things were like becoming increasingly homogenized and increasingly sort of made the same, and that stuff that like pushed back against that in really conscious and aggressive ways was like liberating in a lot of ways. It was really interesting and cool. And now stuff that does that gets like yelled about in this weird way. Um, yeah. And like, it is really strange because like John Waters is a great example. Like it seems like all these fucking people who hate this game would fucking hate John Waters. Right. Yeah. And it's like John Waters fucking is the coolest. John Waters mm-hmm. fucking rules. Divine eats a piece of poop in a John Waters movie. It's awesome. God, I really wish that, like, yeah, they could experience that with no content warning. Right. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, Just raw. And, like, there's brutal uh, yeah. shit in there, and there's brutal shit in lots of stuff. Like, I, fucking, like, Ninja Scroll was such a big anime for, like, me and my friends in college, and, like, that has, like, a pretty brutal sexual assault in it, and it sucks. But, like, hmm. those, that was part of it, was, like, this is a story that will get into what that is. And, like... Again, it's not for everyone. It shouldn't be for everyone. It doesn't have to be for everyone. But not everything. Not everything has to be for everyone. That's the point. If a thing's not for you, that's okay. Even if it's a thing uh, yeah. that you want it to be for you. And, and at, but at the end of the day, I think with all those great points, the final point I have is, if you're an indie game and you're gonna make your aesthetic furry adjacent or queer adjacent, you're gonna have to deal with some of this stuff. There are people in these communities that are crazy right now. And that's true in every community. But the thing that's frustrating, I think, in this particular respect is that, like, this game is such a crazy example because this game was clearly trying so hard and clearly gave so much of a shit about the people it thought were going to play it and clearly cared about the community it was entering into and the genre it was interacting with. Yeah, it's like, you guys, this game is made for you. Like, what is going on here? Right, and it gave so much of a shit about this. And, like, look, it's there are definitely things out there that I have seen in my life that appeared to be made for me that just didn't work for me for various reasons. And it sucks. It's a bad feeling. It is not a failing of the game or a failing of you. It is just that some things aren't for you, and that's okay, even if they really look like they're for you. Yeah, like, I mean... That, that happens. I mean, I was definitely hashtag triggered by the end of Berserk, and it left me in a strange and dark place for multiple days afterwards. And, yeah, I have sent death threats to everyone who works for that show. And, and now, it make look me what feel better? to Kentaro Miura. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, so and fuck all, with Griffin at your own cause. That all loops back to me. Um, so, yeah, it's... All I'm saying is, folks, stay angry. Um, and that's all I got today. Yeah, me too. Um, I think it's a good, we got, so let's let, we'll play, we, folks, we'll play, we'll play some Boyfriend Dungeon for next week, and we'll come back with more, more coherent thoughts about <laughs> how the game. We, we come back next week, and we're like, holy shit, they were right. It's so <laughs> fucked up. It's so fucked up. Yeah, hopefully we'll also get to see Free Guy. Maybe next week we'll try to do Free Guy and Boyfriend Dungeon, but Boyfriend Dungeon for sure. Free Guy, maybe. Y'all will find out when you tune in next week. Um, if you need to get, if you need, crave our content, or crave contacting us, in between now and then, there's a few ways that you can do it. The first is that you can find Griffin on TikTok at Griffin P. Davis, on Twitter at Griffin P. Davis, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash gymroom, and I believe that's all of them. Um, and Haley, you can find on Instagram and YouTube at Eat Every Sound, and me, Lux, you can find on Twitter at tail underscore boy, spelled B-O-I. You can find me on Twitch uh, streaming on Thursdays with our friend Forrest Walker uh, at, at twitch.tv slash Forrest G. Walker. And you can find Party World Wrestling, the wrestling show that I'm very proud of that is coming back in September 
on twitch.tv slash party world wrestling and all of our videos are on youtube and of course the wisecrack work is also on youtube thank you guys so much for listening and we will talk to you again soon goodbye goodbye and one day we will retake afghanistan good day